Hello, friends. This is Lisa on The Resilient Catholic. Last weekend, I was trying something new. I have been searching for um, new ways for wellness. You know, walking is always good and writing, all these different things that I normally do. But I was looking for something different because I was also in a lot of physical pain. And so when I found out about this improv workshop, when I was listening to a podcast with Jennifer Fulweiler, when I was lying flat on my back in recovery position because of the excruciating back and leg pain, I found out about Improv It Up, this company run by Tiffany Sierra, who does wellness improv workshops. They focus on well-being, um, a mindset, Um, They talk about neuroplasticity of the brain and how we can actually rewire our brain with our thoughts. And there's acting in it. So there's improv games. And I thought, yes, this is what I want to do. So on that Saturday, last Saturday, I was ready to go. I was, you know, in pain, physical pain and discomfort because Advil wasn't working. It wasn't cutting any of the pain. I was still feeling it all. But I was looking forward to a two-hour workshop with Tiffany Sierra and a small group of people virtually who were going to do some improv games. But then I came up with a problem. I could not log on. For some reason, I entered the password and I entered it again and again, and it eventually locked me out of my Zoom account, and I couldn't log on to the class. I was so upset, and my sister kindly helped me try to find another way to log in. I was so frustrated. I was angry. I was having what you would probably call a meltdown. I was uh, in tears a little bit. You know, I was so upset because I, I was looking forward to this all week. And I wasn't able to get on. So I emailed the company. I emailed Tiffany. I said, you know what? Can't get on, but maybe I can watch the class later. But right away, she emailed me and said, let's let's troubleshoot. Let's figure this out. And so her assistant sent me a link when I did not need a Zoom account to log in to. So I got on the class. And the class was amazing. There were seven of us. And, you know, I was nervous because I've never acted before. I've sung in choirs, but I've never, you know, acted and performed in this way. So this was all new ground for me. And right away, I was put at ease with Tiffany's warm personality. And there was uh, this part of the improv where I just loved is if we made a mistake, we would all celebrate and do a little dance that we were trying, that we were trying and, you know, trying our best. So um, that was really neat. Just the support of everyone in the group, knowing that we're all on the same boat, we're all learning. And so that was really exciting to celebrate and dance. And so throughout it, Um, I still felt pain and I sat or I stood when I needed to, but there was these games, um, one of them, three things where we had to have three things from their house and tell them, tell the crowd or the group what it was and then give it a new um, name, a new object. So I had a book and I was like, okay, this is a book, but it's also a fly swatter. And then I had uh, a pen and I said, this is a pen, but it's also a straw 
And so it was a really creative way of rethinking about things and using your imagination. I loved it. Another one of my favorite improv games that we played was called New Choice. And so I acted out a scene with another improv player and we were acting out a scene and then at one point um, Tiffany was like okay now new choice and so I had to end the phrase with a new word so the scene was that we were at a movie theater so I said I love popcorn and then she said new choice and so I had to change my word and then I said I love movie theaters until we came upon a word that the next player wanted to act on as well. So it was really fun and it it just reminded me that we don't have to be stuck with one thing in our lives. You know, if there's, if we come against a struggle, like we can choose something different, even if it's our attitude towards it. If we can't change a situation, we can definitely change your attitude towards it. And so that was really uh, awesome for me. And another really wonderful thing about improv is the yes and the yes and is a mindset it's like yes we have uncertain times with this pandemic and I have many ways of coping with it so it's knowing that there is a reality of suffering or pain or grief or whatever struggle it is and we can do something about it and we can change your attitude and we can find ways to do something good or fun or relaxing or wonderful. So I just love that mindset of the yes and. And so I've been yes anding my life a lot. I've been thinking about things that aren't going well and realizing but I can also, and I can also do something different about, about it. So yes, I have pain in my legs still, and it's getting better, and I know it won't last. So this has been really exciting for me. And it was just amazing, the opportunity to connect with people in a new way and a creative way. And so now on my Zoom calls with my family, we do a little bit of an improv game, the three things, and we use our imagination to change how we usually see things. It's been really great. Um, I'm not going to lie, this pain really set me back in in sense of like, I started to lose hope. It was scary. I was like, what is wrong? Why am I all of a sudden wallowing in self-pity for this pain that I have? And I've been moaning and complaining to my sister. She's been so good to me, offering up patience and kindness and support. And I realized there's always hope. (laughs) My physiotherapist said, back pain goes away. You know, it doesn't stay the same forever. And this coronavirus won't stay like this forever. And that's why I'm choosing the attitude of hope that I'm not going to give up. I will never give up. There is hope. There's always hope. And especially reminded today at Mass, because I'm, I'm recording this on the weekend, on Sunday, and I, at the, in the Mass, one of the priests from St. Benedict's Parish was saying that when we look at the cross and we look at the crucified Jesus, some people may think, oh, death, despair, the end. But really, we know the story, that there's glory after the suffering. There's glory out of the suffering that Jesus rose from the dead and there's a resurrection that there we are saved 
by his blood. And so I'm really reflecting on this physical pain that I'm still experiencing. I've been having muscle spasms throughout the day these past few days and just really clinging on to the hope that, you know what, this will pass and there's going to be something greater out of this pain. I even said to my sister, I looked across the room the other night and I said, you know what, Monica, what is pain if it can't be prose? And as I'm a writer, that's exactly what I feel like. Why can't, well, then I can write about it. (laughs) So I'm choosing hope over despair and knowing that there's going to be glory out of this. You know, I might not be able to run a 10K right away like I used to, but that's okay. I can improve day by day. You know, lately I've been able to actually walk past my house instead of just to the sidewalk. And um, it's just great to see the neighbors out, even though there's, you know, um, this trouble going on. The neighborhood has been never been like more congenial or kind. When I was walking um, home last weekend, I was hunched over because I, I was in so much pain and I was limping. And I had been trying to go to a restaurant to pick up some food, but I couldn't get there because the pain was too much. And my neighbor right beside our house ran out of his house and said, Lisa, are you okay? And I said, oh yeah, it's, I just have really bad back pain and a, a limp. And he's like, oh, and then, you know, we were just chatted for a bit. Um, and he, he just really saw me in my pain and um, just comforted me in the conversations we were having. And it was great. I've never experienced the kindness of people more than when I've been in this pain. And so, yes, that there's a little bit of glory in that, that people are reaching out. For instance, I was sitting on the lawn outside my house because I couldn't walk any further because the pain just all of a sudden came on so strong. And my nine-year-old neighbor across the way was standing across the street and telling me jokes. He just started chatting with me. And then he asked me for some jokes and my mind was frazzled. I couldn't think of anything. So then I said, do you want to play a game? And we played uh, an improv game, a superhero game, and he loved it. And, you know, I now can say that I have a little friend who's nine years old who wants to hear jokes from me. And so he even told me, he's like, well, if you can't think of any, just Google on and, and find a joke, like, look up kids jokes and riddles. And I'm like, that's a great idea. <laughs> so here I am with pain now and then, but really deepening into, okay, what is going to come out of this? And what in this present moment is good? What is the good in this time? So I hope that you, if you're experiencing any pain, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, that you find healing in this time, that you, that you find strength, that the Lord Jesus is suffering alongside you as he's suffering alongside me and that he wants our greatest good and our, our best life. And so let's hold on to hope. Let's have an attitude of gratitude and remember that this is not the end. This is not the end. There is glory beyond the suffering. 